Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So excited about beating kids. might get some semblance of normality back. You never know. Um, yeah. Spurs, I'm joined on the line by uh, Furnish Filth. What's up, what's up? We've got Cal. Hey, champ. And once again, this is the Fighting Cop podcast. We, um, you know, we haven't played football now for, what is it, four weeks? A month? Oh, wow. When was that? I think it's over a month now. Yeah, and yet still Spurs are in the news. We just cannot escape it. But this time, I guess, for a bit more of a, a positive reason. So today Spurs have uh, reneged on their um, decision to, to furlough, was it something like 60% of the staff, the, the, the staff that can't do their jobs, basically. Um, and because of support of pressure and pressure from media and politicians spurs have, have you know gone back on what they originally planned and and then they're, they're no longer as i understand it there's a bit some bit some confusion because the wording is is confusing mm. they as i understand it, they're not furloughing the staff they're going to pay all of them a hundred percent until the end of may which is when the furloughing period ends but that doesn't make a great deal of sense because because why put it to the end of the the government's guidelines of the end of May and just not say that all the staff will be paid 100% wage until this is over. T, what did you, what did you make of the news? Um, I mean, I think it had, it had to be done in the end. Initially, I thought the furlough was still in place, just like they were paying the other 20%. It did read like that. It did, but then, you know, I read the full statement and it turned out that they got rid of the furlough altogether. This makes you wonder why they did it in the first place. I mean... It's a simple gesture of goodwill, you know. Um, I mean, they're not out of. I mean, I still think they're cunts for what they did. You know, the fact they even thought it would be okay was just disgraceful. But we are where we are now. How do you feel about it, uh, Cal? I wasn't. I wasn't massively upset about it. Probably just because I didn't understand it and I didn't 
I couldn't be bothered to really learn about it. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was like I said last week on the pod, it was classic Levy. He's trying to save every single penny. There's a, there's a stadium to pay for, which is saying I didn't say last week. He has to pay for the stadium. Um, they he counts every penny Levy. So I wasn't massively surprised at it, but at the same time, I wasn't massively surprised that they changed their mind um, today and ended up turning around, changing the decision and going back. So, yeah, it's one of those things I wasn't bothered either way, to be honest. Um, I, 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 I'm in agreement. I my feeling of the situation hasn't really changed. Um, I don't feel better about Daniel Levy than I did a week ago. And um, I feel like it was a PR exercise to, to go back. I think if you really dug down into Daniel Levy's deepest thoughts, he probably wouldn't have done this because we know that he's a businessman first and... And a humanitarian about eighth or ninth, and um, you know it is. It's just the way big business runs. One one of the questions I've got here is, um, when other big companies are furloughing, like Telsa, for example, are you taking advantage of government aid or or a government initiative to ensure that redundancies don't happen and the unemployment rates don't skyrocket, although they are anyway, but don't get to a point where it's unsustainable. Because if you don't furlough, you have to pay. Um, the dole or tax credits or whatever it is now so there's cost to the government regardless and in the long run it's much better if people are employed and go back to their jobs and the, and, and the companies pick up the wages again down the line that's the whole point of this furlough stuff right um but yeah other big companies are, are, are doing it and in and i was just wondering why football and uh, football players are, are kind of a target for uh, 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 criticism in this situation when Spurs are certainly not the biggest company in England furloughing their staff or were, were furloughing their staff. What, what do you think it is about football that is that makes it a target? T. I don't think football clubs can be compared to a, to a normal business. Um, obviously, football clubs are businesses and they're there to make money, but football is kind of above above doing those things you know they don't have a captive audience if um if tesla do it then you just buy another car i'm not going to support another team am i you know you can't compare i don't know fucking samsung or another big organization doing it to a football team they're just not the same thing as for footballers getting grief footballers are by and large working class and people don't want to see them do well so they're going to be targeted because um I guess um, parts of society don't feel like they've earned their money, that they're worth their money. So that's probably the thinking behind Hancock having a go at them. Mm. Cal? Yeah, no, I would yeah, tee to the words out of my mouth. I think there's a kind of a snobbery about football. And, you know, many times on the pod in the past, you've spoken about football fans and the way they're treated. And you compare that, you know, to say rugby fans that have straighteners, you know, on the touchline, you know, in the terraces all the time. And there's a, there's just, it's treated different football as a sport and as a support. And, and we have a thing in this country where we want to tear people down and footballers are so high profile and they're such public figures um, that they're an easy target. And people like T said that have started from a working class background, people that are from a working class background want to see them get torn down. Cause they're just, it's just easy. It's just, I think it's a British thing. I think it's a British thing as much as anything. Um, and I think, like I said, it's safe. It's easy. You know, fucking the 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 poor the, the stuff that Raheem Sterling's got over the last five years is you know it's a prime example of that. So I think it's just footballers are just an easy target, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah, footballers are definitely um, I, the, the the clubs. Uh, you know, I, I think the criticism of football um, clubs is a slight issue for me. Is because I, I get what you say to you. Like, you can buy another car if you don't want to buy a Telstra. If you object to that, you can't support another football club. But this is a football wide conversation, and and it's about our sport. And um, I just think that I don't know that that. It's it's purely because it's a a sport and, and it's something that people go for entertainment and it is partisan means that 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 football clubs have to suddenly have a moral um, boundary of which they can't step outside of is puts them in an unfair position to compared to other businesses and when this is you know if you take sport out of it this is a a, a, a global issue for all businesses everybody is suffering in terms of making money um and it's it, it it puts football clubs at an unfair advantage compared to other businesses if they're treated in a in a different way the 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 thing is though is that this is coming from their client base the client base are demanding the fact that the club should behave in an honorable way and it is <clears throat> i think impressive that enough people have mobilized and said no this is not good enough to force a club like spurs who are notorious in their ability to ignore the the will of their their client base in in the in the knowledge that if one person stops going then another one will fill his seat or her seat <clears throat> so um yeah it, it is it is a it is a weird situation as as chairman of of a football club where should daniel levy's priorities be first as this businessman and then secondly as a a member of society where, where do you do you understand why Daniel Levy made the decision or his team made the decision to take advantage of this um, government initiative, T? Um, I mean, he's a businessman first and Spurs are a business, so I get why he did it. But the way in which football clubs are held by its client base and its community means that it can't be compared to a business because it's not harming Tesla if they treat their employees like shit, just like ASOS. ASOS forced their staff to work. And they didn't have the PPE when they were working in the factories for a long time. And they're still okay. But a football club couldn't do that because it's, because it's held in a different sense. So that's why you can't really compare. As, as for Daniel Levy, why did he do it? Well, saw an opportunity, didn't he? Yeah, to save costs. And he, he, in his statement today, he talked about you know the fact that we haven't just lost football; we've lost um, projected revenue in boxing matches, um, uh, concerts, rugby matches. Apparently, we're going to be played there. Um, I'm sure revenue from the NFL is going to be affected. So, th- I mean, as as much as Spurs are a, a massive financial monolith in in terms of football, because we are so big, our expenditures are massive as well, and. You know, if this went on for another six months, then redundancies would be uh, inevitable. The cheapest people, the people that they could let go, would be let go. Mm. And if they do furlough, or if they had furloughed these these staff until May, and that gave Tottenham breathing room so that they didn't have to make redundancies, then in the short term that would have been a better idea to do, even though it was was unpopular. Um, mm. Because but they never said they, they never said all that though, did they? No, this I'm, is the thing we're we're making. Obviously, I know you're doing devil's advocate, but um, you can just. I mean, I think Man City said they're going to pay their staff to the end of the season, which I think would be the end of May. 
Yeah. So we could easily have just done that ourselves. Yeah, but that's, I, I, what that's I think... different. That's different. Like they're they're owned by a fucking estate, Manchester City. Okay, I'm that's, that's, I'm not using. I'm just saying that other clubs have less revenue than us still paid their staff though. I'm yeah. saying that Man City could have just paid their staff. They said they're paying their staff to the end of the season. So yeah, it's similar in that way. Yeah. Um, I just think that there might be a situation in the future where we make redundancies and Daniel Levy says, look, this is, you know, why I have no choice. We had to make the decision. I reneged because of pressure from supporters and and politicians and, and the media. Uh, but now we're in a situation where in order to to complete, to employ the key staff that, that actually help the club run in, in an actual functional sense, and that's not, you know, whatever it is the ticket office or whatever it might be that, that he, he may use this as an excuse in the future and, and the long-term damage would be worse than if if they were furloughed you know but you know who knows like you say i am playing devil's advocate i'm just opening yeah. conversation about what potentially might happen i i mean reality i think is that this will all be okay the the staff will be kept on there'll be no issues and we'll find a way out of it the things that will be affected are things like transfer budgets and and that's not a bad thing, is it? The wages, paying, being able to pay wages if players are being paid less in the future because of this, where much more money is going to be saved in the long run, and and transfer fees are halved. That's not a negative thing for football. It, that, that's it's not the end of the world. It's not going to change the quality of players that are coming in or at disposal because everybody will be in the same boat unless, yeah, you know, actually, even with financial fair play, if you think of like. Uh, Man City's in lack of ability to turn over money is going to affect what they can spend. So it will actually make a, it will bring them more in touch with everybody else with with financial fair play. I'd imagine um, in the in the statement, the tr- the trust when mentioned by the club as uh, you know you know as, uh, for their key role in in relaying the sentiments of of supporters back to the club. It's time now, and it like I mean given the fact that that has become such a, a pivotal role and the trust have really come out and all guns blazing to do it, and given the fact that they have no real power, surely the conversation about them being ineffective and, and pointless can be put to bed now. No one can criticise them any further. I mean, they will, but... <laughs> They'll always find a way. Yeah. But that, yeah. That, are you impressed with their work? Go on, Carl. Always impressed. Always impressed with what the trust do. They, you know, they... You know, it's in a. It's all we have. You know, I, I think we can we can bash the trust or bash any trust or any union, but at the end of the day, we need these things. We need trusts and unions and things like that because what else, what's the alternative? The alternative is a bunch is a bunch of people moaning on Twitter. Um, so the trust have always done a great job. Uh, they did a you know, and that's proven once again this time around. Anything to add, T? Um, no, they did, they did a good job, but I don't think it will change the perception of them. No, I mean, I, I think that, um, I mean, just this, if, if nothing else, gives the trust ammunition to say, look, what you do, well, by the way, this this happened. This was a a, um, a national talking point. It was on the front and back of papers. It was on every news website, and the, club were piv- uh, the trust were pivotal in overturning the club's decision. So, you know, to say it, it at least gives them a little bit of ammunition. Um, Tottenham are in talks apparently Daniel Levy in, a min- in, 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 in amongst all of this negative press held a, if you believe it a two hour Skype conversation with Coutinho and his agent um, 
What, 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 firstly, what, what do you make of that n- news? Do you think it's bollocks? Is there any truth in it? What, what, what was your first reaction to it, T? I had no idea. He just said it. Um, oh, really? You never heard that? Not a two-hour Skype conversation with him, no. Okay, well, so, all right, fair enough. Well, how do you feel now, now that you've heard the news? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knows, man. That's a bit of a mad one. It's not, it's not a position where we need strengthening, but I would love to see him be added to the club. Um yeah, no, that'd be it'd be great if we could have him, but I just feel that. I mean, how old is he, by the way? Ooh, I want to say twenty-eight. That's the same age as Hung Min Son. Is it? Is it really worth our while going for him? I, I mean, I, my, my my feeling is, if you can get a player of that quality, then you buy you buy him. You, you, if there's an opportunity He's... to sign him, you, then you do, mm-hmm. uh, and you and, and you sell. You sell Deli Alley. <laughs> he's, he's 28 in June. Is he? Okay. Uh, yeah, you sell you sell Deli Alley or you sell Lucas Moura because he's he's a, he's a much better player, um, and and that's improving your squad. It was apparently a, the fees around 200 million pound. Although, again, you know what does that mean? Uh, 200 million for Coutinho. Well, look, that's I mean as much as you can believe that Daniel Levy had a Skype conversation with him that the fee is also 200 million pound. Not a chance, man. <laughs> how much? How much would you pay for him? What would you be happy with? Uh, maybe seven. Maybe seventies. Yeah, I, I was saying seventy. Between seventy and eighty would be. You'd think of that as a really, really good deal, and I feel like yeah. that's more, more likely. Yeah, as I said, he's twenty-eight this year. I mean, silly spending that kind of money where there's no real sell-on value. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about how we think you know, <laughs> you know transfer fees might come down. So I don't see it being you know. Yeah, you know, two hundred million, hundred and fifty million pound, and Barcelona, who they're his parent club, aren't they? He's at Bayern Munich, but they're in loads of debt, so they are. Then they're probably they might take you know a you know a lower fee for him. When I saw it, because you WhatsApped it to me earlier on, Flav, that you know we were looking at Coutinho, I did get a slight boner, but um, twin city. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it gives me a little boner, but I don't believe it because do you know what it is. I was. Do you guys ever watch the Sunday supplement on Sky Sports? Sometimes. Yeah. So the, a while ago, it was just after football got shut down, and they were talking about, oh, how are we gonna, you know, someone asked, oh, how are we gonna fill pages, you know, now there's no football on, and one of the journalists said transfer rumors. Yeah. People always want transfer rumors, and so now everything I'm looking at skeptically because of that. But I would love to sign him. I really wanted us to sign him last summer. Um, yeah. He'd be great. He'd be a really good signing. What, what do you think? Are, like, where would he play? Would he play behind Kane? Yeah, um, I think he so would. You'd, you'd have... On the right, <laughs> on the right, maybe. Well, so you got Lucas Moore on the right because that's what Mourinho will always do. Uh, Coutinho, Son, and Kane as a front four is not bad. With Deli Ali to be rotated in and out. Mm, you got Lo Celso there as well. Lo Celso, I mean, he, 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 him in midfield as well. Like, if you think of that, actually, you got Lo Celso and Dombele. Or Winks, Bergvine. Bergvine forgot about him. Bergvine, <laughs> and that's that. You're talking squads, then. You're talking, you know that that is that that's um that's, that's special squad territory. I mean, I'm not sure what Jose Mourinho would end up doing with it. You know, we'll probably still pump it long. We'll probably play Coutinho as a target man, pump it long. But <laughs> um, it's if there's any truth in that, and we main and we hold on to the rest of the the players, then um, that's about. As, a complete uh, uh, a forward line as you could ask for in our position. It doesn't seem in line with um, what we've been looking at, though. I mean, Bergvine and Jedson, both fairly young players. I'd imagine we'd be looking for younger players 
more so than Coutinho, unless Mourinho and the people and the powers that be at Spurs really feel that Coutinho is a missing piece. But I think we've got an embarrassment of riches in the attacking positions. It's more defensively in midfield where I'd look to strengthen. And we still need that forward, don't we? Yes. Yeah, we need a backup striker or a rotation striker. I hate the term backup striker, a rotation striker. In the um, in the absence of, of any football, um, me and John Bass have been playing co-op seasons, which our aim is to get Spurs to from Division 5 to Division 1. You can follow our, our successes and our achievements on twitch.tv forward slash love the shirt. And um, the last session we played, which was... Saturday, we uh, just lifted Division 3 trophy. So we are on the march, absolutely uh, flying. And as a little caveat to that, we are playing Cal, who's with us tonight, and Bardi in the Leavers versus Remainers derby. And uh, that's going to take place either Thursday or Friday. But if you don't want to miss any of this stuff, you can always go back and watch it by going to that uh, twitch.tv forward slash love the shirt. If you go to that and follow us, then you'll get an alert or a notification on your phone and you just have to click on it and it will drop you straight into our our stream. uh, We're having a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, like I say, in the absence of any football, this is something. So, yeah, please consider Mm -hmm. uh, following us and, and watching along. Um, according to the papers also, Kane has been offered to United for £200 million. Uh, is there any truth, do you think, that, that Spurs would offer Harry Kane to another club, given his age at 28, and this is the, kind of the end of his massive sell-on value, you'd imagine? Because he's contracted for another four years still. Yeah, he's got really long contract, hasn't he? I don't, I don't see a world where Daniel Levy sells Harry Kane to another Premier League club. I don't see that. He was really burnt by the Luka Modric thing, and I don't can't think of a another big player that he sold since then. You know, Gareth Bale went to Real Madrid. Luka Modric went to Real Madrid. Um, I don't see. It. I don't see Harry Kane going to another English club. Could he go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or Juve, possibly, or Bayern Munich, but not another English club? No. Yeah, I think they'll get their pants pulled down on price. So I don't see them selling them. He's actually 26. I thought he was older than that. I thought he was 27 in July. Is that no, what no, is? no. Oh, mate, at least, a, at least a couple more years. Come on. He wouldn't be able yeah, to I go. Think... At this stage, he wouldn't be able to go. In, in two years, he, you, you, you would, he would start to say, look, bro, I've got two years on my contract. Sell me now. Get your price. That would make more sense. Now? What do you I think, think it'll give him, I think it'll give us another season. Yeah. No, we'll give him another season. Let's get it straight. Mm. We'll, <laughs> gi- we'll give him another season. He's, he's, he's got one more season, Kane, to prove that he's good yeah. enough to be yeah. our to be our leader uh, and yeah. good enough to be our talisman. Otherwise, you're gone, mate. Not yeah. wanted. That's right. Stop bottling semi-finals. Yeah. Stop bottling semi-finals. Stop getting injured every season for a month, and then yeah. then we might consider that that you, you're worthy of keeping. Yeah. Yeah. That's fact. fair, isn't it? Absolutely yes. fact. Uh, John Howick, he says, how would Jose have gotten on managing these ex-players? David Ginola, Mido, Edgar Davids, Darren Bent, Stefan Dalmat. <laughs> Shall I go through them one by one? Yes, or? go on. Ginola, how do you think you'd have managed Ginola? I think he'd have done quite well under them. Cristiano Ronaldo did well for Real Madrid. Robin was... for Chelsea. Yeah, and Duff. So, yeah, I think Ginola would have done well under him. But I reckon if Ginola... I, I, it's difficult to say because Ginola was in a shit team, which is why he looked so great. Maybe Ginola was in a super team 
and he wasn't being indulged, maybe he would have been found himself on the bench a few times. I think Ginola would have struggled more under Pochettino than he would under Mourinho. I think Mourinho has shown so far that he's allow he allows players to do what they do best. And if if what they do best is just get the ball and attack, then he provides them that opportunity. If you think back to the horrible form that Deli Ali had under the last sort of seven or eight months under Pochettino, the first game that Mourinho had against uh, um, West Ham, West Ham, and then Bournemouth after that, they looked like a new player because he just gave him license to play. And I know his form has since dropped off a cliff, but but I, I feel like he would have got quite a lot out of Ginola. And like you said, he, he enjoys those flair players, or he has done in the past. And it's only when he doesn't have those players at his disposal that that, that the football does seem to become quite drab. Um, I, I think, in hindsight, despite the first, maybe first. The first two games were good, and then it kind of we started hitting the ball long to Kane, and then when Kane was injured, we started actually playing decent football. Um, we, we we were, you know, quite expansive. The football was being played on the ground. There was decent movement. We were creating chances after chances going forward. It's just defence was a bit of an issue. But I, I think anyone who says that Jose Mourinho's football has been boring, which is quite an extreme comment this season, is probably either under the drinking the, the Pochettino Kool-Aid or um, or just hates Jose Mourinho. Yeah, or a bit of both. Probably a bit of both. Mm. Um, yeah. M- Mido. How do you think you would have done with Mido? Mido. Oh, God. Do you know what? Maybe he would have got... I'm trying to think of a bastard striker that he could... Well, Drogba, you know. Um, he might have got a tune out of him, you know. Yeah, he might he might have got a tune out of him, you know. He, I don't think he'd have scored loads and loads of goals, but I think he'd have got something out of me, though, you know, because he he's, he would have said the world's against you, me, you know, no one wants you to win, no one wants you to do well. He'd have got something out of him, I think. And it would have been it's, as it's, play- like, it's like a shitter Diego Costa. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is he, he like it would have give Mourinho an option, like he could play direct to media because one of Mourinho's strength is definitely his ability in the air. His hold-up play was okay, but his his ability in the air was, uh, you know, about as good as I can remember a, a Spurs striker having, other than Harry Kane. He was just excellent, just getting his head on the balls and flicking on. So, I think Mido would have done all right. Edgar Davids. Uh, what what the Edgar Davids that we had? Yes. Um, I think it's like what Bardi said when when he was at Inter Milan. He had a lot of aging players and he got one more season out of them mm. and it might have been a case that he did something like that with Edgar Davids he might not have played on the left where he played a little bit for Tottenham but he might have played you know in the hole and he might have might have got one more season out of him yeah fair enough um, anything to add there T? No, I'd have loved him yeah absolutely loved him would have been like his lieutenant if that even fucking makes sense. I'm no good at army ranks. <laughs> uh, yeah, lieutenant in England, isn't it? Lieutenant in America. Um, Darren Bent. It was the other way around. Oh, is it? Probably. Who gives shit? Uh, Darren... Um, Darren Bent would have probably got cast out. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yep. Just wasn't... Sold. Wasn't yep. good enough, was he? Had some, returned some good figures, but I think at Tottenham, he just... Oh, I, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think that... Um, I think Darren Bent's level is below where... Spurs were really well, definitely yeah. where we are now. It was such a yeah. weird signing, wasn't it, Darren Bent at the time? We, we, didn't we, we, we had yeah, Bent Keen and we had Keen and Berbatov, didn't we? 
Keen Bevel yeah, and Defoe. And Defoe, yeah. And Defoe. It was imagine, such a weird signing. Having four strikers. Like for, there was about a period under Yold that we had, I think actually under Redknapp as well, yeah. and Ramos, obviously, that we had four strikers. We had Pavlichenko during that time, Berbatov, Keen, Bent, Defoe. Mm-hmm. Um, who all yeah, if you put them all on the pitch at the same time? I think the Villa 4 4 game, they're all on the pitch at yeah. the end. That's right. Uh, and then finally, Stefan Dalmat. I think we all agreed that he probably wouldn't even feature a minute under. under yeah, uh, he's, he'd, have, he'd have got bombed out immediately. <laughs> yeah, would, would, have, would have had anything at all. Uh, oh, dear. I mean, um, just look at, his, look at his career, he's a so nomadic. You know, played for all these different clubs. Um, what is that? Chateauroux, whatever the fuck they are. Lons, Marseille, PSG. Got a big move to Inter. They went to us on loan, Toulouse on loan. And then there's just bits and pieces after that. I mean, it's really that's... mad reading the Wikipedia, these players. Yeah, that, that's one where we can put down to attitude issue, right? So that isn't, that's not a racism. He had, he had an attitude problem. <laughs> that's not racism. <laughs> I'm just saying. You ever, got a scre- you, ever got, you ever got a scream it though, have you? I have because people assume that that's like the undercurrent of everything I'm saying that it's like this is racially motivated it definitely isn't I'm just saying this is one of the ones you can actually say without fear of being a racist that he had a yeah. tell us if it was that <laughs> um, he uh, I mean as as much as a nutcase that he was mate he had some very well two special moments the goal he scored at Spurs tweeted it the other day it just really yeah. took the ball and just fucking lashed it in it was beautiful yeah. And this was a period, like we say, that we were so devoid of any kind of inspiration or talent that when we had him in on loan, it was like, all right, okay. All right, he's <laughs> about three stone overweight. But he's definitely got something, this kid. If we can get him fit, then uh, we've got a play on our hands. But if he was fit, he wouldn't be on loan to Tottenham. So, um, <laughs> Toronto Spurs, he says, is Gary Docky uh, our greatest ever ginger? Can't think. Paolo Tramazzani? They're on a pole. Oh, ginger. Yeah, yeah, ginger sort of curtains. Oh, who's our greatest ginger? I'm trying to remember some other ones. Is Vertonghen a bit of a ginger? Or are you looking for out and out redheads? It's got a bit redhead in it. No, oh, Mrs. Yeah. said I was ginger the other day. She didn't go down well. <laughs> You've never thought that about it, have you? Never thought I was a ginger? No. Not that there's any problem with it. It's just like, if you're not a ginger, you're not, you know, just like... Your, your hair does. Your hair can change colour on occasion. How about fuck off? How about fuck off? Was, okay. um, <laughs> how about fuck off? Was was good and jewelry a genre? Yes. Heard about Pele? Heard about Cruyff? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Gordon jewelry was better than Gary Docky. Yeah. Richard Goff was he ginger? Yes, yes. Richard, Richard Goff was a ginger as well. Yeah, he was a ginger. He's better than all of them. He, yeah, yeah Richard Goff was our best ginger. Um, like he only played a season, didn't he? And then left. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he shagged the secretary or something, and he got the and he got the got the chop. Right, not enough to get the chop. What's like these are strapping young men? You know, they're yeah, attractive no. to women. Yeah, this was like the what the the eighties. That's what they were there for. The secretaries, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can all got, got dapper laughs over there. Yeah, before before me too. That's that's what they did. That's what they were there for. Yeah, <laughs> when men men were men and w- women were grateful. <laughs> Walk around the office and stripped to the waist. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, oh, Tracy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> t- times have definitely improved, and 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 like we're not suggesting that that Richard Goff did anything untoward, um, or there was any kind of 
misogyny involved at all. Maybe they just, their eyes crossed as he entered the stadium and, you know, within five minutes, he'd pulled her knickers down. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Richard Goff is our greatest ever ginger player. Yes. Um, What else we got here? Uh, uh, Real the real socky ninety nine says where where would everyone prefer our new owners to be from the U S or the Middle East? Does it matter? Does it matter? Um, Who's got the most money? It doesn't really. Exactly. I mean, if you look at what FSG done, incredible stuff at Liverpool, the right stuff. Um, But But the the ones before that at Liverpool, they were American, right? Yeah, Gillette, Gillette. And they the nearly wall. put them out of business. Yeah, that's such a shame that that didn't happen. And didn't Sunderland. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ellis Shaw. And Aston Villa. Randy Lerner. I want, I want Middle Easterns. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, the worse so. the human rights record, the better. Yeah. They tend to pu- that means they're ruthless. That's why I want them. And, and, and they, I think the guilt for all the people that they've killed means that they just want to make other people happy now. And that's why they just pump loads of stupid money yeah. to football clubs. Bodies on the record, Flav. Bodies on the record. If you've got bodies on the record, <laughs> you, you're more humble going forward. That's um, what they want. Yeah. To this day! Uh, what? <laughs> what? Um, Re- Rebecca Coy says, uh, what do you think different players have been doing in lockdown? I reckon Eric Dyer has just been sitting cross-legged on his floor, his living room floor, just playing patience or solitaire mm. patience what's patience uh, I thought that's what he's called it going up patience solitaire was called patience in my household right I didn't know that yeah I think it's a, a working class white thing <laughs> what's wrong with that I, look, I can't mention the word white or black without you going fuck's sake why have you always got to mention race? Like you, I've noticed you become more and more obsessed with race. I am obsessed with it. So we all should be obsessed with it. We've got to absolve our, 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 our society of these issues, and we won't do it by not talking about it, Cal. You, no, I agree you, with you you're, on you're, that. You're ignorant. You're being ignorant. <laughs> I'm just saying, in a working class white household, we called it patience. T isn't from a working class white household, and he hadn't heard of it. You hadn't heard of it either, because you're. But, because I'm three percent Chinese, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Flav. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. Yeah, in 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 my household with my racist nan, it was called patience. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. By the way, my nan passed away yesterday. Was oh, probably bless not, her. Probably not the best R. way R. to uh, to bring that up, but she did pass away. She was very um, she was very very poorly no. for a long long time, and uh, it's uh, she's in a better place now for sure. But if people have been listening to the uh, fighting cop from the beginning, she was the the gran in analysis where um, each week I would record a conversation with my nan about the weekend's football because she really, really did get into football after her husband passed away. I think it was a way to kind of connect with us. And yeah. she got into it to, yeah. to the point where she wouldn't miss a bloody game and would, wouldn't bang on, <laughs> wouldn't talk about anything else. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was good memories. And um, yeah, I might pull up some of the old recordings of it and, and stick it in the next week's podcast or something. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, what else we got? So... Yeah, yeah. What, what did I say? Um, yeah, what, what what have players been doing? What, what, what well, you've seen what Danny done for his birthday. He played Twister by himself, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Is he on his Todd then? Is he not got a girlfriend or wife? She, no, because there was a picture like a... flab. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it yeah. might be. See, might... like there was loads of people with him. Well, three like, I loads. Say, like three. There was like three people with him. Yeah. Were there? Yeah, because if you look at the 
the day after his birthday, he posted something on Instagram saying, oh, being in isolation wasn't so bad. And you saw him blowing out his candle, but then you could see like three sets of legs behind him. <laughs> All brasses. <laughs> the, the two just of them were women. Morning. Yeah, they probably were. Yeah, she's like, she's like um, yeah, is, that, um, is that Angel's Escorts? Yeah. Um, could, uh, can, I have a, uh, can I have a white one, a Chinese one, and a brown one, please? And, <laughs> and can, can you get them to bring a cake with some candles? Thanks. That would have been the, the conversation. What's Serge Aurier been doing? <laughs> Press ups. Yeah, yeah. Which 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 Tottenham player do you think is most likely to be making prank calls during this time when they're bored? Deli Ali. Yeah, it would be Delhi, wouldn't One it? One of my favourite clips. Been not down ginger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, one of my favourite ever clips is when. Um, Deli Ali is doing an interview and Dyer just walks up behind him and just claps him round the back of the head. <laughs> Do you remember that? He's just staring at it and just, you just hear this... That rings the bell. You just hear this... <laughs> and and, and uh, Deli just staring as him. He walks by... I mean, Eric Dyer's staring at him as he walks by and just claps him round the back of the head. I've got to show it to you. It's so funny. And it, and you see for a moment Deli Ali's really angry and then he turns around and sees it. It's Eric Dyer and he's like, all right, fair enough. Um... <laughs> Yeah, did you did you saw? We haven't recorded since um, Jose Mourinho has been caught uh, going around in Dombele's oh, yeah, house. In the park. Oh, he's been going around Dombele's house as well. It was in Dombele, and he's like apparently yeah. Dombele finished What's his run. House? I reckon like Mourinho was in his car. You know, like when the police stake out, but he's he's outside in Dombele's house, and uh, he's watched Dombele get in from his run in inverted commas. But all he's watching him do is sort of walk up the street eating a Big Mac and he just walks yeah. into his house. Yeah. And he's like, well, that ain't going. I'll get you out of the park. And, uh, yeah, and then they've ended up doing a training session. I think he house shares with someone, doesn't he, one of our other players? He lives in the com- same complex as Sanchez, I believe. Oh, uh, right. And they were both together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Sessignon was there as well. Yeah. What, do you, what, 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 what was Mourinho thinking? Is this just so that dedicated was, what, to really me? fucking stupid, wasn't it? Was in the Spurs gear as well. I know. Yeah. But why are you like, wear a hood? Then you're just some kids in a park playing football. Really good football, but you know, much above the standard of park football. But at least mm. you're just not like it was just. You saw the purple bla- uh, uh, training jacket that Mourinho had on. You're like, well, that, that's obviously Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And he well, apologised after it, but he didn't give a shit. Nah, of course he just did it for. He did it because he's bored. Yeah. I really just just did it so he didn't get furloughed. I'm working. (laughs) That's what I think. (laughs) Throw the laptop across the room. Yeah, was it? What have you been? Daniel Levy rings him up. Sir, what have you been up to? Uh, Tactics. Yeah. Yeah, Tactics. Scouting. I've done a bit of scouting on uh, Football Manager, and um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely worth worth the money. Uh, What else we got? We've got some other questions before we go. Just give me two seconds. How do you, how, how, what do you see foresee happening, lads, in terms of, you know, there's been talk now that the, perhaps it will be played behind closed doors. Do you want this season finished or you just want it null and void? And that would mean all of the goals that we've scored and goals that Harry Kane have scored are, are nullified as well. Or would you like to just play it, it out? I want it to be null and void, but it will definitely be played out. I'll definitely play the season out. Yeah. But hook or crook, behind closed doors, if it's got to be some bloody all under, all in one area, all in one complex, play all the games back to back. I think that's what will have to happen because um, there's too much money to be lost at this stage. 
And um, yeah, I think by June, we should be over the worst of it and probably get back to a normal life. And I reckon they'll just play the season up. But I want, it, I want it done. I want it to be none and void. Yeah, cool. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, final question we've got from uh, Nelson, Nelson and Saha. He says, the plane, en- plane engine failing at 60,000 feet, which is um, it's about 30,000 feet more than any plane can go, I think, but or sinking on a cruise ship, cruise ship in the Pacific. What would you prefer? Falling I'd rather be able to die in a plane. Mm-hmm. It's quicker. Yeah. It- yeah, it's quicker. Imagine, imagine that. Drowning's awful. Imagine, imagine that moment, right, where the sink, uh, the sink, the ship finally sinks, and you just see the bubble and the and the, the what do you call it, the stern or whatever it's called, the bow goes just disappears beneath these waves, and you're just in the middle of this thick black ocean in the middle of the Pacific. What horrors! What? I'd rather not have to imagine that. To be fair, well, I, I got comfort <laughs> from. Does not of my anxiety. I got comfort from a um, uh, from a podcast I did with two pilots behind the Patreon paywall. If you're interested in other content other than Spurs, then consider becoming a patron of the Fighting Cock. We've been producing pretty much daily podcasts on anything else other than Spurs. We did a really inter- interesting conversation with a bloke called Al who made lots and lots of money from Bitcoin. And he's just a regular Joe. Um, we did a this what I'm talking about these these a podcast with two pilots because I'm like petrified of flying. I hate flying. I hate the idea of it. Um, when I'm in, on in a plane, all I can think about is how far we are from the ground and how much how much terror I would feel if I fell out of the sky. Anyway, I started asking questions about that sort of stuff to pilots, and um, they said that the likelihood if you was you was um, falling you know out of the sky is that the the cabin could be depressurized so you just pass out you just basically right. pass out and you never know anything so uh, yeah that's what I'll go for <laughs> <laughs> fair enough All how right. much wine do you think Hugo Lloris is drunk in this time do you reckon he's yeah, a lot he must be getting pissed every day are you, do, T do you find you're drinking more no that's because um, the situation I'm um, living situation I'm in I can't really be drunk so why I've, probably, I've rationed it to a couple of beers a day well, I've got a toddler as a child. It's not really worth me being off my face looking after him. So. You don't have to be off your face. I'm not saying that you're being sick on the floor as he climbs over you. I'm just yeah. saying you can be a little bit pissed up. Yeah, I'm not getting smashed. My consumption hasn't really gone up much more. You could have... I, know it's a bit, I know it's a boring answer, but... No, it's not boring. It's, it's interesting. You, you, you could have half a bottle of vodka. You'll be all right. Like, you're not going to become yeah. a worse dad just be, by being drunk. No, that, I want to see. But you know, I've, I've actually got something interesting to bring up here. Go on. Okay. So Neymar breaks silence on 52-year-old mum's relationship with gamer Thiago Ramos, who is 22 years old. So Neymar's stepdad, potential stepdad, is old, is younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Hang on. what his mum? His mum's going out with a 22-year-old. Yes, Absolutely. a 22-year-old gamer. A gamer. Yeah, oh. a gamer. All right, I've got to Google this. What? Who, what's his name? Thiago Ramos. What? He, he's like an, like a FIFA player. Uh, hang on, I can just send you the article oh, right, right so, here. So, yeah, the wonders it. of Skype. But, what, what, what's Neymar saying? Uh, I don't know. Hang on, Neymar said he's broken his silence. Neymar is 28 this year, so... And the guy's six years younger than him. Um, I think they should fight. <laughs> I mean, he's... he's he's got to take the L. He's, uh, he's bigger than Neymar. Um... He's, he could probably have him. Like Neymar is an absolute 
you know, puss. He's a pretty small guy, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon that Neymar hasn't got a choice. He's got a, you know, he's got a not like he'll get not to fuck out. So he's just got to keep keep silent about his mum. It's weird it does, though. Yeah. Like, that's well it's, weird. Like for his mum, that's that's proper weird. He's already beat now as well. He's already beat his mum. Like he's already fucked his mum. So it doesn't matter. Like even if he beats him up, it's weird. The pictures of Neymar with him. Even if he beats him up, it doesn't matter. He's already fucked his mum. It's too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he wins. He he won. Like he's as soon won. as he put the tip in, that's it. He's won. <laughs> All right, on that bombshell, uh, we're going to end the fighting Club podcast. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. I uh, hope you enjoyed that out there, and hopefully soon we'll have some football to talk about. But until next week, um, we'll uh, we'll stay safe in it. Stay safe, and if you want to hear our voices more, then become a patron. Patreon dot com forward slash the fighting cock. Peace. Peace. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24 hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but. Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.